world. Oh, we're in Estevar to dig. Ah, Sean, I've been practicing this in secondary school. <laughs> oh, my bad, my it. bad. I got so excited. I got so excited. Go ahead, go ahead. I was hoping my career as an advert voiceover was coming to life. But to the point, we are going to Barcelona for Paddy's Day. They have changed the date of the marathon. So we now have the extra days leave. We have no excuses. PBs are there to be had from the 14th to the 17th of March, 2025. Myself and Sean are filling a bus. 56 people will be leaving Dublin Airport and heading to Barcelona. I am making a T-shirt for the trip. It's going to be Eric approved. I cannot guarantee the medals. That's where I draw the line. Prices are still the same, but we do need to book by June 7th. So if anyone is thinking about coming, has signed up and pre-registered, you need to book this week. And if you're listening this week, you have to put your money where your mouth is on this one because we cannot guarantee the prices after this weekend. Aer Lingus, if you're listening, fuck off. Don't change anything, but that is what we are doing. So the link to everything is in the bio. You'll be brought straight to the WeTransfer. If you're traveling with a supporter, if you're traveling on your own and willing to share, or if you just want your own room, we have every option available and it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Like Eric said, the link to that is in our Instagram bio at any given Runday podcast. With that said, it's this week's episode of the Any Given Runday podcast. Let's go. Hey guys, and welcome to the very first ever episode of the Any Given Run Day podcast. So, yeah, there we got a big cheer, good start. Um, so what we're going to talk about this very first episode is just talking about the four of us and talking about what we're going to be doing over the next 16 weeks, which is our journey doing our first, well, for one of us, our first ever marathon in Madrid. For three of us, we've already done marathons before, so we're going to set new goals throughout those uh, over these 16 weeks and set hopefully new PBs in Madrid. But... We've all got four different ways of doing a marathon. So a lot of people, if you're doing a marathon for the first time, you might just get a running program and just build into it. But that's if you're just doing running. For a lot of us, we have other things. For example, myself, I'm a big fan of being in the gym. I, I love my strength training and I don't want to give it up. I don't want to give up being in the gym just to do running by itself because that would drive me up the wall. And I also think there's a lot of benefits to doing strength training, being in the gym, as well as doing running. And we're going to quickly go through the four of us, what's going on there, and then from there, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more. So, Eric, your background is? Yeah, so my background is, originally, I hated running. I still question whether I like <clears> it or not, but um, growing up, I played all the sports, all the different ones. But then I was a goalkeeper for pretty much all my teenage years, and never ran further than 18 yards. And only in the into the early 20s, late change with work and stuff, I got into the running and developed the love for it whether I liked it or not and got into triathlons and just tried new things and endurance sports um, and it's it's actually been a big revelation and I absolutely love it now so I base myself around the background of getting into <coughs> triathlons and endurance races now yeah I know the feeling because when I first started I hated running as well it's but hard to get into it's it is very hard, hard to get into, get into. It. Like, I, you know you're still playing guy we'll get that in one second but like I <coughs> Uh, when I first started I was like I, I needed to find a different release after that competitiveness of football and stuff was gone I couldn't do any more and we're, we're, just my own business and stuff I needed to find something I'd do on my own schedule and that ended up being doing marathons and eventually I started liking it but I know the first couple of weeks of stuff you're out there by yourself and the road no matter what music you have on I was like yeah 
it's the mundane it's 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 the bit that gets to me the most anyway it was the biggest transition of just getting used to just being on your own and that's the hardest bit about it all just being in your own head and to be honest I think that's why I took mostly to with all the studying stuff over the years in college we, we'd go to the gym we'd do yeah. we'd half hours this and that and you know you'd lift the weight here and lift the weight there but this has been the one thing that I've really felt the biggest stress relief out the bit where you're you're going for an hour or two on a bike or a run and you're really getting the opportunity to clear the head get the thoughts out fight with yourself fight with the person you wanted to fight with during the day and it's a massive massive stress relief for me and that was the biggest turning point of it for me and that's why I think I push people to give it a go no matter what your what your skill level no matter what your attitude to it um, everyone has a marathon be it getting off the couch to walk to the shop that's someone's marathon you know yeah. like it's I suppose for us having done it we've suffered it before um, myself and yourself and yeah. and to say I enjoy it now is a bit weird considering three years ago I four years ago now or there thereabouts we would have killed each other over a 5k or a 2k you gotcha. know so it's uh, it's definitely it, it, it's a big adjustment but it's something I think people <clears> should get into it's a fantastic thing and that's why I, I love being a part of it now and I'm still learning no expert by any stretch of the imagination there's fantastic runners and athletes out there and um, still learning from them and getting involved in different clubs and trying to learn new things Deadly. Uh just before we move on really quick would you say you've got a runner's high a runner's Did high. you believe that? I struggle with it sometimes. Uh, a runner's yeah, high. Yeah, but that feeling of it's. I don't even know, like the macho coming out here, yeah. the, the feeling of almost crying when you cross the finish. Oh, line. cross the finish line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. people say with the train, you get this runner's high. Yeah. Journey, I, I'm, I'm still not totally buying that. How uh, about you guys? But I did. Yeah, but you get I, it. Yeah, particularly on the long ones when it's just you and the road, two and a half hours long training, yeah. and you finish it, and then you just get into your car and go home, and people ask you what you did that day, and you look at your watch and. Uh, you see you've burned 5,000 calories and you're you're still going you're still doing okay. it and you're yeah definitely I've found a runner's high Fair it's, enough. it's I suppose to put it down like someone asked me like I told them I was doing back last year I was like I did my first triathlon and someone asked me what you're doing I was like I'm going to do four Olympic triathlons in four weeks and they said why and I just said because I can yeah and that that was the first time I really felt the runner's high or, or that kind of endurance high where you just have that feeling of what next what else can I do how far can I go and it's it's a weird feeling it's a feeling I never thought I'd have yeah. and over there the Christmas I've, I've taken two months off and I've had a very good Christmas <laughs> and I went for a 5k run at the same yeah. pace I ran a marathon at and I was like how did I ever run a marathon so I've had the runners high and now feeling the low again as we get ready to build up for the next one gotcha um, so myself and yourself we've kind of gotten out of the sports background and stuff in the team sports and, and gone into running so we, we dedicate more of our training time towards that but Connor you're you're still playing guy at a high level in Manu and you've done two marathons now with the guy in the running how do you find that transition how do you think it's going to help you or, or hinder you even over these next 16 weeks for Madrid Martin yeah well high level maybe not so much but uh, yeah I mean I, I suppose I, my background obviously was, is from a team sport element I was the same as Eric I always felt that a marathon was something that the stupid people did there was no reason at all yeah. you <laughs> there's, no, there's no reason you want to run that far get a little medal at the end of it like you know and pat yourself in the back but um, you know I suppose growing up I played you know soccer football hurling folks in hurling then I suppose would have been very fortunate to represent my county up until under 21 level my um, college as well and, and um, I suppose I got to a point in time where I was working full time become a little bit burned out I took a year off from hurling and, and was kind of looking for that next challenge um, you know and my auntie my grandfather had both run marathons um, and I'd been to support Angela when she did it and just the buzz that was there kind of it made me look I suppose look at it in a different light 
signed for her first half marathon absolutely hated it um, swore I'd never run any kind of a distance again uh, and two weeks later I was already looking at Dublin so you know I think for me it was just about finding that, that new challenge yeah. um, you know this year was great um, you know in the sense that I suppose in terms of the training obviously training you know reasonably consistently with Manu twice three times a week um, obviously hurling is a very heavy cardio aspect to it so you know for me what I was trying to do is you know use that as my short training runs and then implement a, a kind of a longer run then once a week as well um, so the hope is that I suppose having a good base of fitness from the hurling is going to obviously support the, the marathon prep this year and you think that helps you that the what position do you play playing hurling? Well, it depends who you ask. So <laughs> <laughs> you're on the field, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thankfully on the field. Yeah, um, back so, in the bench. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I suppose I would have started off as uh, as a, as a wing back, and that's kind of where I, I prefer to play. But um, I suppose for whatever reason, I ended up in, in full back this year uh, for part of the season. So um, look in that kind of position, you, you're a little bit bigger. Your your role is mainly to obviously you're, you're the last line of defence beyond the keeper. So yeah, you know, your role is very much. To, to keep your man at bay and, and keep the ball out so you know I suppose that in of itself kind of means that my role I need to be a little bit more physical um, I'm not quite as uh, as mobile in that regard I wouldn't get out of the field quite as often so you know but your training is still the exact same I still train the, the same way um, right. you know but I think that that may be I suppose if you want to look at a detriment for, for marathon running uh, I'll never run a sub 3 hour marathon because you know uh, that's not the kind of fitness I need to have gotcha. I, I need to be physical I need to be big to a certain extent, extent and strong um, you know so I, I think what's nice is that I'll, I'll always be a hurler who, who enjoys the marathons not gotcha. the other way around yeah and, and that's cool that's why we got different backgrounds we, we're, we've got different goals and that's going to be a cool thing we talk about this over the next 16 weeks but um, speaking of not being a hurler a hurler and running there's someone in, in the group that we don't even know is a runner yet because Aaron you haven't done a marathon you're, you're, no. this is your first one I think my longest running distance probably competitively wise is Marty Park 5k like <laughs> <laughs> not just the 5k the Marty Park 5k <laughs> I've seen him run 4k for a party <laughs> <laughs> yeah completely first time doing a marathon like completely I think I think the maximum I've run is like 10k and that was cruel <laughs> I, was, I was limping afterwards I couldn't like the next day I was feeling it like uh, could barely get up out of bed came home that day was absolutely knackered fell asleep, <laughs> fell asleep in the couch um, I think I'm you know putting myself through punishment for the next 16 weeks like, that's, that's a quarter happen. a quarter of the distance you, you felt like that how long ago was that Oh, it's like two years ago. Oh, so you got <laughs> <laughs> in two years' you, time. You've you moved, yeah. you moved since then. Uh, no, like, no, just every, every, <laughs> every, now, every now and again, you have to get out, out of the bed on the other side, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Okay, so yeah, that's a pretty much a, a quick intro on the four of us. And episode two, we're going to be talking about more about Aaron, uh, Aaron's journey for his first marathon, what he's seen and what he thinks might be the best steps for him to take. And then we'll be talking about uh, myself, Eric and Connor how they got on doing their first marathon from there but that's next week's podcast so a very short intro just in all four of us and um, yeah tune in next week on or tune in just subscribe to the podcast any given run day and that's pretty much it from the four of us thank you for listening